Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's... Luca Peachaw, episode Thursday, Thursday, gotta get down on Thursday. We are recording this uh, a week in advance, and my word, Luke Moore, I think Beyonce has, uh, you know, crawled into the upper echelon of performance. Crawled. Like, crawled with 10 uh, costume changes. Brought out Destiny's Charles, bro. Mate. Like, she was incredible. I only saw bits of it, but fuck me, she squeezes a lot in. And I misread it. and misheard, sorry, At Coachella, an unlovable festival. I misheard it because I, it. I thought she brought out Adrian Childs. <laughs> what? Destiny's Child she brought out. Sounds like Adrian Childs. I, I thought she was going to bring out, I thought she brought out Adrian Childs. Talk about West Brom. He was going to do West Brom and then a bit about um, how much money he took to move to Daybreak to ITV. Yeah. Uh, never moved to ITV. He did Beyonce, to... if you listen. No, but I was saying, oh, never yeah. do it. Yeah, never do it. No. 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 Yeah. Beyonce's above ITV. Massively. She's incredible. Yeah, she is. I know she's everyone's going, she's incredible. She yeah. is in- just incredible. Doesn't Coachella look like the worst place on the planet? Oh, though? can you imagine? Apart from Firefest, which Apart is amazing. Apart from... Uh... Remember Firefest? Ja Rule's Firefest? Yes, I do remember. That's class. Class. You were there. Everybody... <laughs> you were there. I was on the senior planners. Early adopter Donaldson was there. <laughs> in one of those freaking UNESCO tents. Where it yeah, Coachella always reminds me of... Am I saying that right? Coachella? Coachella? Coachella. Always reminds me of... Um, that video that went around, that might have been Vice who did it, where they got a lot of young kids who were at Coachella mm. on their way in, asking them what bands they were looking forward they're to seeing. They're making bands, making bands making up. Bands. Yeah, 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 it's bad. It's, uh, it's, it's lowest hanging fruit, that sort of nonsense, isn't it, really? It is a if bit of asked, a... Um... If you get asked stuff, if you go to a fucking London fashion meeting, go, oh, what do you think of, you know, Botticelli Ticini? And they go, what? Why is it always London Fashion Week? Like, always. Yeah, because the, the stupidest people head there. And um, What's been floating your boat this week, Pete? Because I've got a Duncan Bannatine update. Mainly Beyonce, so yeah. uh, maybe just move on to that, I suppose. She's brilliant. She had, she had uh, she fitted in a, um, a nail change, did you notice? No, I did not. She, that she is changed, attention to detail. She changed detail. costume about ten times, and, and, and she also fitted in a nail change at one point, which I think is amazing. That is a Michelin star <laughs> attention to detail, that is. She should be in the Michelin Guide for that. <laughs> but she sampled so much stuff. Worthy of making set. a special trip. It was incredible. Um, speaking of someone else who's incredible, Duncan Bannatine. No. I've not, got a, not in the same conversation. I've got a Bannatine update. Well, you say right. that, Pete, but the uh, the Bannatine content among our listeners is, is is listen. It's ranking very highly. Nobody has emailed about Duncan <laughs> Bannatine. Let's not very not a single person. And no. bearing in mind, we are a global concern nowadays. No, because I Google alert. I Google alert into my inbox. Bannatine. Yeah, Bannatine. Anytime someone mentions the word Bannatine, stop Bannatine. Um, stop. 
Bannertine. Do you want a Bannertine update? I think I made it very clear that I don't, but we're going to get one, aren't we? He's recently been criticised for refusing to give a man with a muscle-wasting disease a swim-only membership at one of his gyms, <laughs> saying simply when asked, we will not do that. Uh, we will not do that. I mean, well, so hang on, he's got a muscle-wasting disease. So he, can, he wants to be able to just swim. He said, I've got a muscle-wasting disease. I don't need a membership to the whole gym. I'm not going to use it. I'm literally throwing my money away, my money away Duncan. Oh, right. Give okay. me a swim only. No. Well, yeah, no. I mean, I, I kind of agree with him. Matt. You're siding with Duncan. The, You're coming around. You've either got rules or you haven't. What if I I'd only used three machines in my gym, but like, like, can I just have the... Well, you do only use three machines in your gym. <laughs> can, I use the chest, can I just use the chesties, please? Yeah. I don't need the running machine. Maybe I use them. a pro rata price on the top of every yeah. machine. chesties. Just a little little vending machine. You put your coin in, you get to use it for a bit. Do you skip uh, Do you skip leg, leg day, Pete? Oh, mass- I've, my legs are the only muscular part of my body anyway. Right. Christ. So it's, you don't need to use them. Everything else is, needs to catch up. Just... You, keeping what God's given you. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. There we go. So, Bantine update. Always, listen, if anyone's got a Duncan Bantine story out there, get it, get in touch. Oh, and also... Oh, just remember, I've got to ring Travis later on. Have you really? I've got to ring the band Travis and talk to him. What for? Uh, um, I don't actually know. Have they got... I think they're touring the man who... Are they? In its entirety? Yeah. Breaks, a lot of bands are doing that. Breakthrough you know, records. Nostal- well, it's a money spinner, Nostalgia isn't it? is... Um, yeah. It, it is what it used to Paul be. Paul Drebber's doing uh, Attack of the Grill Lantern in full. I noticed quite recently. Manson? Yeah. Okay. Um, Maybe it's his opinion. I'm in a wide open space. Is that right? I used to love Manson. That was my first gig I went to. Supported by the band Gay Dad. My, um... Gay Dad, To Earth With Love. A friend of mine is friends with a guy from Gay Dad. Mm. And I know that because he calls him Gay Dad Ed. So he must, he must, there must have been someone in Gay Dad called Ed. Ed. I'll was check. He the, was he the one who was like the, because um, they were roundly criticised for uh, being a band uh, because one, I think the lead singer was um, a journalist for the Rolling Stone. He was certainly a journalist for somebody quite big. And people right. were kind of like, well, you know, you've... Mm, yeah, I, think, not, I, think, you I think that's right, yeah. I, I've just checked it. and there was no one called Ed in Gay Dad, so I don't know where that's come from. Maybe, maybe, just, it's, a, maybe it's just a Gay Dad. Funny nickname. <laughs> yeah, it might have been. Yeah. Um, my first ever uh, gig... Uh, I went to see. Uh, I, I don't count this because it makes me like an absolute bell end, and I was only about eight. Right. But I went to go see BB King with my dad. Oh fuck off! Yeah, but so my, <laughs> my real first gig was Reef at the Rivermead Centre in Reading. Better, much better. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, I just could not believe what was going on. <laughs> I could not. I can't believe this. Is is a measure of how much I enjoyed it, Pete? Straight away came home next day, bought a couple of tickets to see Bush at nice. Southampton Guildhall. Old son. Didn't he go out with Gwen Stefani? No, didn't he go out with um ah uh, uh, Steve Strange? No, was he even gay? Steve Strange? I can't remember. No, Sh- Marilyn. Who? Remember, what, he was Gavin Rossdale. Gavin Rossdale was rumored to go out with uh, Marilyn for a little while. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. you've been Pete uh, in the wild west that is um, this podcast discussion. You've been rounded up by the county sheriff. Whoa. AKA me. Oh no. Thanks to Rob Loveridge, who emails into our shows fairly regularly, who linked me and you, although I doubt you uh took the time to watch it, uh a video of Gary Connery landing in a wingsuit without a parachute. Right. So that's that, Donaldson. No. Uh, what? You're you're using this to prove your point. That it can be done. He landed in cardboard. You just said you just go up a bit and then land. He, he, <laughs> listen, listen. The only way he was going to survive that, he basically fell out of a plane and landed in a load of cardboard. 
and he just used the wingsuit to manoeuvre himself into position. He was going 80 miles an hour. How do you stop yourself from 80 miles an hour? Just pull up. What are you worried about? I'll read the sentence again, Peter. Gary Connery, celebrated stuntman, has landed in a wingsuit without a parachute and so that's that. One person did that, and he landed in cardboard. It's been done. No one said. No one said. Well, well, it's like the equivalent of you saying to me, "Oh, you can't walk on the moon." And I said, "Well, someone has walked on the moon, and you go, but only nine people have done it.' Well, it's still been done. No, but you literally your no your point wasn't that he just land that he landed it. Your point was that you definitely saw someone fly. Like how quick those wingsuits got? As as mentioned, eighty miles per hour, and suddenly you can just slow yourself down. He slowed himself down with cardboard. That Maybe, was not part look, of your point. I'll admit it was a particularly rocky landing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been done. Cardboard rocks. It's been done. You I'm must put, have rocks in your head. I'm writing it in my uh, notes now. No. Um, so I can put it in the synopsis you're for the def- episode. You're definitely not having that. <laughs> More proved right. That'll be the headline. <laughs> Moore's Law. There we go. Anyway, that's what's been floating our boat this week. Should we have some emails? Yeah. Do you want to go to a break or what? I think that's probably prudent. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always dive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Okay, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. Do an email, you prick. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah. All right, okay. I've got one here for... Uh, um, What have we got? Oh, yeah. I'll, listen, this is a bit indulgent of me reading this one because it's one I particularly love. Okay. Uh, but you may not be interested in it, but I'll, I'll, I'll explain a bit after. Actually, no, it's, it's quite self-explanatory. It's from Chris, and he says, um, Hi, Luke and Pete. Um, Leak Cell take the notable honour of powering my Blu-ray player remote. Never heard of them, nice. but they're doing a swell job so far. I've never heard of Leak Cell, have you? No, I mean, that's the last thing you want a battery to do. Mm. He says, uh, Chris goes on to say, but on to business. A on few, to business! A few episodes ago, you made reference to Florida Man, of course, returning, uh, referring to the seemingly endless supply of crazy and outlandish news headlines that come out of Florida. I love this email because it's um, to the point... And also, it's very interesting. Yeah. Reasons why. Something we've talked about before, Florida Man et al. When I read this, when preparing for the show, this blew my mind. Mm. So we talked a lot about how in the US, people always say, oh, you know, well, it's Florida for you. Because all the mad stories just come out mm. of Florida. Florida yeah. Man this, Florida Woman, a Florida Man. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
uh, Chris also includes some examples here. He says, a Florida man claims a wife was kidnapped by holograms. He's, he's murdered his wife. Yeah, a Florida man steals 850 pairs of underwear from Victoria's Secret. He's a pervert. Yeah, a Florida man caught masturbating in McDonald's car park and claims his privacy was invaded. He's an even bigger pervert. Etc. Mm. Um, is that worse? Which one's worse? Uh, stealing, I mean, stealing 850 pairs pair is a lot. Isn't it? That is a lot, isn't it? There was a there was a teacher, uh, probably the same man, in actually, the, <laughs> <laughs> in the Abroad of Japan podcast uh, I do with the Chris Broad YouTuber. Uh, we did a story where uh, a man, a school teacher, a school teacher, uh, was um, thieving um, pants. He was found with something like 850 pairs of pants at school, and his argument was that he was going to sell them to the students. That's yeah. all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's fine, isn't it? That, yeah, that is that is desperate stuff. Yeah. Are they, were they packaged? Nah. No. <laughs> were they even washed? Were they even washed? Um, what a keep, dirty, dirty man. To give you an insight into how the exact type of school I went to, um, there was constant fighting in our school because one of the... Um, the, pan, the pants man had limited supplies. No, I suppose you would call it a pastime in a way. And I'm right. sorry to Chris, who's emailed in there. We will get back to your email in a second. Um one of the pastimes we was might. going around people's houses and gardens of people you didn't know and stealing the clothes off their washing line. Was that a is that a pastime? So it was called it was called washing lining basically. And what, but then what the reason there were fights is because if someone turned up with a new item of clothing in PE or something, um, they would be accused of having washing lined it. And that, that, that I had a pair of them and they've gone missing. That's and they'd have a fight about it. What, what kind of? What like paucity Lord, of like Lord of the clothing Flies, choices? Why were you going around stealing each other's clothes? I wasn't doing that. I was from a very nice family, thank you very much. I would never <laughs> have been seen dead doing that. My mum would have kicked my ass, but it happened anyway. Well, to, you are a larger child. Back to I wasn't. That's the thing. I wasn't. I wasn't large or fat until I hit about nineteen, and you know that as well. Anyway. Going back to Chris's email, he says the reason, um, well, I'll just pick up how, how, he, how he phrases it. Such headlines are in plentiful supply, which has led many to believe that people from Florida must be absolutely crazy, as we've already discussed. However, that's a bit of an unfair assessment because the freedom of information laws in Florida make it easier for journalists to obtain information about arrests from the police than in any other state. Ah. And this is, in fact, the real reason we get such a large number of bizarre and entertaining news articles from our dear friend, Florida Man. That's fantastic, isn't it? Love the show. Love you both. Keep it up. All the best, Chris. Chris, that is an f- absolutely textbook email. Stone Cold Fox of an email, that, isn't it? It's entertaining. You've taught us something we didn't know, which admittedly isn't that hard, but <laughs> it, it ticks all the boxes for me. So thanks for that, yeah. Chris. He does end the email by saying, at any rate, we can never be that mad at Florida. They have Disney World. Disney World! Yeah. I, I, I quite like Disney World. I went through a phase of not liking it and thinking it was a bit pathetic, and now I quite like it again. It's become very hipstery. It has, hasn't it? It's very popular. My favourite um, pop artist, as you know. Uh, I don't know. Who, who's your favourite pop Carly artist? Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, pop artist. I thought yeah. you meant like a kind of like a... Um... <laughs> Roy Lichtenstein. Yeah. Like... No, Carly Rae Jepsen. She was in Disneyland, according to, Disney World, according to her Instagram the other day. You should not be following her on Instagram. It's Why? weird. Why? It just is weird. Why is it You're weird? You're a grown man following Carly Rae Jepsen. And how old do you think Carly Rae Jepsen is? Uh, 26. Do you really? Yeah. No, she's 32, mate. Is she really? Yep. Holy moly, she's older than I thought. It's not as weird now, is it? No, it's still weird. <laughs> Very much so. There we Remember go. when Anastasia um, came onto the scene and she yeah. was like 35 or something and they kept pretending that she was 22 and she had to remember her fake birthday, but she, after a while she just kept forgetting it. <laughs> do, do, is it. Is it quite sort of popular or, or well, I don't know if it still is these days, but because I, I seem to remember something similar with Jerry Hallowell. Don't they have like showbiz ages and stuff, which is quite a oh, sad yeah. indictment of society, really? Oh, yeah, they will do, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there we go. 
Um, the, who's the one who does uh, it's not uh, let's not talk about that no. um, Steve yo Steve um, let's uh, should we not do that one oh I like that one because it involves a poo but let's not do that one yeah alright um, I just think your bullshit on it is just a bit skew whiff it needs work I admit why don't you do the one from Jamie about right, the moth, the mothpocalypse. <laughs> uh, hello, boys. Apologies, this story is based on something I heard in episode 49 concerning Pete's hatred of moths and slash everything in Australia trying to kill you. That's why we number these episodes, by the way. Okay. So people can say, oh yeah, episode 49. I wholeheartedly share this phobia. Nothing in the world terrifies me more than moths, which made my decision to move to Australia and into the outback all the more questionable. I was living in a tent uh, on the border of New South Wales and Victoria in the middle of nowhere with my girlfriend at the time. And I heard a storm brewing. On if you the... are going to live in a tent, you have to be prepared to come face to face with, with nature, with nature, red in tooth and claw, yeah. uh, occasionally. On uh, hearing the storm, I moved out from the tent to see what was happening. What I saw can only be described as my worst nightmare realised. Around 50 moths the size of birds, they can get rather big, uh, had gathered around a lamppost above our tent, presumably moving out of the storm. They were so big, I locked myself in the kitchen area as they descended upon us. I sent my poor girlfriend out with a tennis racket and she killed around 10 while I curled up into a ball, admitting defeat. They were so big, it often took four hits with a tennis racket to fully floor the moths. I uncurled myself and bravely looked outside to see my girlfriend with a moth attacking her collar. Terrified by fear, I kept the door locked and watched the battle between girl and moth. What a gentleman. I know, right? We broke up a few months later. Not related to the moth incident, I don't believe. Oh, it was. Oh, God. Shanghai. He's in Shanghai now, so all of us from Shanghai. Um, Horrible. He he shouldn't be killing them, the tennis rackets. I tell you what, though. um, When I'm trying to kill a clothes moth in my house, a tennis racket... It's probably a good idea for a, like a tiny tennis racket would be a pretty good they're idea. They're perfectly harmless. Just catch them in your hand and put them out the window. You don't need to kill them. It's too many of them. Too many of them, and they they are unspeakable shits. Well, the at- they need to die. The Atlas moth is um, is the largest moth in the world, but they're they're found exclusively in South America. So this must be the Hercules moth, which is the largest moth by surface area mm. of wingspan and stuff in Disgusting. the world. Um, I don't think you should be killing them. Well, they're just going about their business, aren't they? Yeah, as long as not eating your okay. clothes, uh, like, I'll kill them if they eat my clothes. Let me meet. I don't need them. Let me meet a compromise with you then, Pete. I won't hit this. a big moth. Like okay. the little clothes moths, I'll kill. I'll kill, and a carpet moth, I'll kill. If you're going into an animal's environment, yeah. you shouldn't be killing it. Exactly. Is that fair? Yeah. Moths have no business in Uttercombe Street. I'm just about trying to <laughs> make peace with my uh, unless they're gay, unless they're gay moths. <laughs> yeah, admittedly, if there is a moth in your jacket pocket, that is probably your territory. Yeah, exactly. But forgive the moth; he knows not what he has done. <laughs> I would very much like a uh, to open a wallet like a cartoon and a moth come out. That'd be great. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? You'd be like, yeah. oh, that's like a cartoon. I told you about. Oh, as you as you famously said, my sister's cat was the Trojan horse of uh, of bee transport oh yeah with the bee in his mouth yeah that was brilliant he's got um, a bee in his bonnet I've got a question directed um, expl- explicitly at you Pete um, oh and I hope it is explicit From no it's not really oh. not in the way you'd hope um, this is from Aaron who says uh, his batteries are active energy uh, not, not a hugely popular brand that one no um, he says hi guys please help I woke up in the middle of the night last night Wondering if frozen sausages are actually safe to eat. Tuck in, Aaron. I did some Googling, but to no avail. Does the frozen nature of the sausage make any harmful bacteria inert, or is that wishful thinking? <laughs> Can any of your listeners help answer this question that is tormenting me? Um, thanks. That's from Aaron. Donnie, you're the frozen sausage expert here, so I guess I have to defer to you. Mm. 
I couldn't find a single article online about eating sausages straight from the freezer. Every time I typed it in in a different variety of ways on Google, mm. it just gave me loads of articles about how to cook frozen sausages, if you can understand what I mean. Right, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I don't think there's any science behind the idea that, oh, it's, it's frozen, so the harmful bacteria is inert. I don't, I don't think that means anything. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that um, if the frozen stuff is in your stomach, it's instantly going to be um, uh, acted upon by the by the bacteria in your stomach and the and the acid as well. So and and if you're eating frozen sausages, there'll be a lot of acid down there. Um, and I, I I don't think there'd be a massive problem with eating frozen sausages because the, you know uh, freezing does get rid or certainly puts in stasis the uh, microbes, the dangerous microbes. But yeah, I mean, cook your sausages for crying out loud. Yeah, do cook them. Yeah, do Pete cook did them. that in the 80s. There's certain things you could do in the 80s, as Calvin Harris said, that you can't do now. And that's one of them. <laughs> it made me think, this email though, made me think about the something we probably take for granted and that is actually quite wonderful in terms of, of natural phenomena, which is the stomach itself. I mean, mm. there's so many questions. You know, So many questions. Why doesn't the stomach, where, where does the food go? Why doesn't stomach acid burn through your stomach? Question number one. You well, know, it's not strong enough. Acid, how is it? How, do, how is it able to sort of digest so much stuff? It's because, just, of, the, because of the acid. It's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing, Peter. I'm answering all the questions. Um, how? What, okay, why doesn't it digest itself then? What do you mean? The stomach. Well, because the lining will be covered in a anti-acid you don't coating. Know. And that, you don't I think, know. I think the way I answered that... <laughs> Full of confidence, <laughs> and that's half the battle. Well, it's not strong. It's, it's, it's clearly not strong enough, surely, is it? To dissolve the. If you were a bone, if you were like a, an actual bone yeah. from a chicken, right. your stomach acid is dissolving that at some point. No, well, no, it isn't. You're not. You're not shitting out a bone. Yes, you are. A whole bone. Yes. Have you done it? <laughs> no. I. You might have done it. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we do a men Carter? Yeah, that'd be men, great. Men, 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 men Carter. Men, 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 men. Let there be justice for all. Let there be peace for all. It's one small step for man. You don't understand. Willie was a salesman. Say simply, very simply, with hope, good morning. Maya Angelou there. Yeah. Definitely still alive. Rest in peace, right, Maya Angelou. We, mm. we hardly knew ye. <laughs> nice. I'm just, um, just trying to cover your jingle botch job. Jingle botch job. I love that. That is your rap name, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's uh, my Angelou. Um, mm, Paul in Montreal. Hello, Paul in Montreal. Hello, Luke and Pete. Hello, Paul in Montreal. Oh, I thought you were going to do Mark from Molden. No, I'm doing Paul from. All right. Just listen to your Monday episode when you didn't have a men Carter. So I would like to offer you my suggestion. Seymour uh, Haya. Also known as the White Death. Oh yeah, this guy's amazing. The guy, uh, this is an incredible the story. Most extreme badass. I mean, it's sad because you know he's just killing a lot of people. But I'm not a fan, uh, or particular fan of military history. Uh, occasional delicious blunders aside, uh, yeah. but this guy blew my mind when I read about him. He was, in short, a sniper from Finland who brought his wrath upon the invading Russian army during the Second World War and must have scared the living shit out of them. Let's begin with the numbers. It's reckoned that this guy killed 556 Russian soldiers. All by himself. 556. Even at a conservative estimate, 500 is a lot by yourself. However, what makes this figure even more incredible is that he was only active for around 100 days in the winter in Finland. Bloody hell. That's <laughs> um, five a day. Incredible, isn't it? He's getting his five a day. He's getting five hits a day uh, during a Finnish winter when there was very little daylight and the weather could drop to minus 30. Here are a few things about him which blew my mind. 
Uh, he refused a scope on his rifle because it would mean raising his head by an inch, which could give him away. So he did it all with iron sights. Just, you may as well use a blunderbuss. Crying out loud. Wow. Um, despite the cold, he would fill his mouth with snow to make sure his mouth would not steam up and give him away. That's commitment to the cause, <laughs> that is. He would often lay in the snow so the gun would be lodged and muffled when fired, reducing the noise. Uh, he was badly injured in early 1940, but lived until 2002 and the ripe old age of 96. Yeah, he got shot in the face, didn't he? Mm. He got shot in the face and um, the pictures of him, he's, he's got quite bad scarring to his left, the left side of his face. Incredible Which work. Is, it might, it's a different world, isn't it? I mean, when, when we hear stories about um, you know, the, the two great wars in, 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 in the 20th century... It's like a, it feels like a different world to me. Hugely. It's completely different. Mm. Amazing story. Um, well, thank you for that, Paul, in Montreal. So, so that's Simo Haya. I don't yeah. know how it's pronounced this surname. Simo Haya. The, the Finnish language is a, is a tough old one. <laughs> tough she, old boot. She's a tough old bird. <laughs> um, 100%. It's a great, a great, uh, a great story. I, I thought you were going to do Mark, Mark from uh, Malden. Can I well, do him really quickly? All right, well, go on. Do you mind? Yeah. Do you I mean, mind me just dishing out two main casters yeah, in I mean, one? Yeah, could do, yes. Um, so Mark is the guy who emailed in the men carter a couple months ago about the dead jockey that still won the race. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. He says... Um, he said, I know you like to keep football and this podcast separate, but I have a Mencarta entry which will pique your listeners' interest. And it's fine, but it's not really about football. Um, he said, knowing you've just come back from Italy, I'd like to put forward a sport known in Italy as Calcio Fiorentino or Calcio Storico. Uh, or Storico. Storico originated in 16th century Italy in the city of Florence and combines the two sports of football and MMA. The rules are pretty simple. Try and score in a 20-metre wide net by any means possible. And by any means, I mean beat the shit out of the opposing team. Uh, the four courses of Florence make up four teams, um, Santa Croce, Santa Maria Novella, Santa Spirito and Santa Giovanni. They play each other in separate games with the two winning sides playing a final. Uh, even former popes have been known to play in the Vatican City. Teams are 27 men strong, containing four. Uh, 27 men strong, containing four goalkeepers, three fullbacks, five halfbacks, and 15 forwards. A cannon. It's just so manly. This game. <laughs> a cannon is shot to announce the start of the event, and the 15 forwards of each team begin close combat and are allowed to punch, kick, tackle, trip, hack, and wrestle their opponents to try and tie them. It normally descends into an all-out brawl, and I've seen videos of it, and it absolutely does. It's the sort uh, of thing that like, Vice send their cameras to every year. Yeah. Oh, look at this. Players suffered uh, severe injuries, and in some cases it's resulted in death, and if that wasn't bad enough, a bull, yes, a fucking bull, was sometimes released onto the pitch to, try, pitch to incite victory. Uh, the games last 50 minutes, but these days uh, the rules are a bit stricter to try and avoid death. There's a rule where it's prohibited for more than one player to attack an opponent, and kicks to the head are also banned. Other than that, it's pretty much the same game as one player uh, played during the 16th century. Um, I remember there being an advert for some sort of Italian pre-packed salad which right. featured this sport, and that's how I found out about it. Yeah. But it looks absolutely brutal. And, it, and, and you know what? Talking of the Vice cameras um, turning up at these places, have you seen that Vice video? I think it's Vice, where they, they send cameras to Italy for that traditional horse race but they race around the streets of an Italian town with no saddle on their horses. Right. And they go at like breakneck speed around like 90 degree turns and stuff. <laughs> That's very similar, in a very similar sort of um, way uh, to, to, this, to this game, Calcio. A real Fiat scratcher. Storico. What, do, you, do you fancy a bit of that? It's similar to your Saturday, like, Saturday kick-arounds, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. It's a, like, it's a bit like British Bulldog, isn't it? But with a ball and fighting. Just, but they look, it looks, just looks exhausting, though. It like does quite apart tiring. from anything else, just you know, punching and kicking, and, and just ugh. and the men who, who who play it, 
Oh, sexy as fuck. They're tough. They all look, they all look <laughs> absolutely tough. olive skin beauts. And do you know what you win if you win the uh, the tournament? What do you have, have a guess. Loads of money. Nope. Uh, a nice hat. I don't know. Try, <laughs> try and think of the most underwhelming prize. Uh, some packaged ham. Some pre-packed S- salad. Similar. All right. A calf. Oh, you win a calf? Yeah. Well, you know. Oi. 16 man team, one calf. <laughs> what, we don't even get a calf each. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, what do you want for that? that cheese rolling? That's quite brutal. Oh in yeah, a really British that, way. That problem. You win the cheese. Presumably, you'd rather do the um, calcio stomaco yeah. because of the ankle thing, mate. If, if you if you rolled an ankle, bleh. did we talk about that golfer with the ankle that I sent oh, you? I don't know. You sent me a video of a golfer who popped his ankle out and then he popped it back in straight away. It was disgusting. It was the most angry I've seen you yeah. when you, when I made you watch it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, I've got to get over that, haven't I? It's, you know, have you had, have you had right. problems yourself in the past with ankles? All the time. I probably should have got this before, but I used to roll my ankle weekly uh, outside the Guinean uh, High Commission in Highgate. Oh, yeah, had, you did say, yeah. Yeah, I'd cobbled. So those cobbled had streets cobbled in streets. Naples can't have been your friend then? No, definitely not. No. Disgusting. There we go. Um, yeah, so that was fun. Um, so more of that next week, I think. Uh, if you want to get to the show, as always, hello at lukeandpeatshow.com. It's as simple and as unallied as that. This week, oh, sorry, this show, we've covered Beyonce, Duncan Bantine, landing in a windsuit, the Mothpocalypse, the White Death, some mad Italian sport. Um, so any more of that sort of stuff next next week is, is more than welcomed. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com and we'll see you then. We are your vessel, Philos. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.